The day of the Lord is approaching. What is your strategy? This is part two. I did the other one. Part one was yesterday and it's what is your role today is what is your strategy? If we seek success in anything, we typically create a strategy to achieve it. Agree? So I'm going to ask the most important question of your existence. That's a big statement there of your existence, but it really is. The day of the Lord is approaching. What is your strategy? That's the most important question of your existence. First of all, what is the day of the Lord? I have a link on the website that has um, a, I guess, the excerpt through the Bible of all the places. There are actually 22 exact verses that I found that are both in Hebrew and Greek, Greek scripture uh, from the Bible, and I've linked that on the website. So the website is ann2705.com, and it's called The Day of the Lord is Approaching, What is Your Strategy? Part 2. Anyway, you can find the link, so that'll be the last time I mention those. But getting back to um, the day of the Lord, it is both a good day for those who are prepared and a bad day for those unprepared. So right now, you have time to prepare because it hasn't come yet. So is your current strategy, I'm prepared or I'm unprepared? I haven't done anything about it yet. Like everything else in life, we can say, I'll do it after dot, dot, dot. And that's whatever excuse follows in the dot, dot, dot part. That excuse, reason, or delay may be okay for some decisions in life. But for this decision in life, remember, we have no guarantees on the time remaining in our life. That's God's decision. Our decision about preparing or remaining unprepared holds the highest possible risk and is the most important decision you will ever make because it will affect you eternally. If you haven't prepared yet, be thankful to God that your life hasn't ended yet, and you can change where you reside eternally. Some people are procrastinators, and this probably applies to many of us or most of us. We procrastinate on decisions or things that we don't want to do. We make excuses about being too busy, but that's just an excuse. It either makes us sound important or in demand, whatever. But the truth is, we make time for what is important. So being, quote, too busy means whatever we delay on is simply not a priority to us. It's not important to us. Again, this might not be critical when it comes to other people or doing other things, but when it comes to us and God, it is critical because it's a matter of eternal placement. I grew up Catholic, so I want to mention this made-up place of purgatory. It does not exist. According to the Bible, after we die, there are no second chances to make amends with God. Jesus himself clearly told his followers this. He told his followers the story of Lazarus, and it's documented in the book of Luke, chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. Once we die, our eternal placement is finalized. We will be in a holding place called heaven, or in Hades, 
two very different places, but we will be there until Jesus returns. So those are temporary places. We won't have our immortal bodies yet, but that's where we will be. So there is kind of a holding place, but when you read Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31, you will see that there is no way to cross over between those two places. It's clearly stated that, and there's no way to go back to earth to warn others. Your destiny is sealed once you pass away. There is no way to change the outcome of your eternal destiny at that point. And we are given a certain unknown number of opportunities by God. We don't know how many. The number is up to God. But at a certain point, when God sees us reject him over and over and not desire a change and not prioritize him, he lets us have what we want. He turns us over to our decision. So we can't blame God about this. We are responsible for this outcome. It was our, our choice. God gave us the freedom of choice about this. He's not forcing us to do this. But whatever happens, you know, we, we have to know we are the ones who made this happen because God gives us opportunities. And that's what Jesus came to tell us too. This is really important to know that we need to believe what Jesus said. So if a church a religion or a person ever contracts contradicts I'm sorry contradicts what Jesus said trust Jesus he's the way the truth and the life that's written in John 14:16 and reject the other we need to know what is in scripture because that will help us know when there are churches religions or other people who sound good when they are telling us something that is not true If you don't know the Bible, you can be deceived by people because people are very persuasive and they tell good stories and they make things sound good and people tend to follow people who make them feel good, but that isn't always the truth. So you need to know the truth. The truth is in scripture and especially what Jesus said because Jesus is the way that we end up in eternity with God. So the point is that this decision about being prepared must be made before we pass away. There are no second chances. Don't be deceived. Because this question, what happens after death, is unclear for many of us, I will write a follow-up article on what scripture tells us so people will no longer be confused. It's unbelievable how many fables have been created to cause confusion and deception. Yes, I do think it it was intentional to cause confusion and deception. That's what the enemy of God does, causes confusion and deception in an effort to steal, kill, and destroy the people God created. That's in John 10.10. So I plan on writing another follow-up article to this one also, and that is, what are the signs the day of the Lord is approaching? And I'm going to support that statement with scripture because we probably have all heard this like over and over and over again, you know, the day of the Lord is approaching. And what does that mean? What does scripture say about it? How do we know the signs? How do we know it's now? How do we know when it is? 
that's all in scripture. But I didn't want to make this one too long, so I'm going to have a, another article about that. So getting back to preparation, if you want to prepare, this is there's like three things that you really need to do, um, and I kind of grouped them up. Learn about Jesus. You can't follow somebody, you can't believe somebody until you learn about them, until you ask questions. So you can find out who Jesus is, find out his character, find out what he said, what he taught, all those things in the books of Matthew, who was one of Jesus's followers, Mark, who was a friend of one of Jesus's followers, who was named Peter, and then Luke, who was a doctor who interviewed people who knew Jesus and then documented what they said. He was basically investigating this. And then John is one, was also one of Jesus's followers, and he claimed to be a close friend of Jesus. After you go through at least one of those, preferably go through all four so you can see all of it. Some of it repeats, some of it are different angles, different aspects. Some have stories that the others don't have, but all of them kind of say, you know, we couldn't contain everything that we know about him. It's These are just stories that um, people have recorded and some experienced different things and saw different things that others didn't. So you'll get something different from each one of these, but they're all consistent too. So after you investigate who Jesus is, do you believe what he said and taught? That's a personal decision. Nobody can force you to do that. You either believe it or you don't. Uh, Can you see that Jesus came to bring eternal life to sinners? That's the whole reason he came here. That's recorded in scripture. So do you understand that Jesus is the only way that it's possible for us to live in eternity with God? We cannot get there by being good. That's another like false teaching that is out there. Jesus said, no one is good but God. And he also said that no one comes to the Father except through me. So if we can't ever be good enough by what we do to get to heaven, how do we get to heaven? Not, and I shouldn't even say heaven because that's, like a, that's a transitional place. How do we get to eternity with God? And that's what Jesus did. Jesus made it possible by his death on the cross and his resurrection, he was the first to come back to life from the cross, and he broke the curse that was on all of us that would have really sent us all to the same place as God's enemy if Jesus hadn't done that. So he kind of, they talk about him like repurchasing us, you know, like um, breaking that contract. Um, he He made it possible for us to live forever in God's presence. And that will actually happen when Jesus returns. Until then, nothing much is, we're not going to see a difference. We're not going to notice anything. When Jesus returns, that's when the big change is going to happen. So that was number one, learn about Jesus. Number two, ask God for forgiveness of sins and commit to changing with the help of the Holy Spirit, ask Jesus for the Holy Spirit to help change. This is what scripture calls repent. That's number two. Number three, get baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is symbolic of the inner commitment 
you make to change, you commit to turning away from sinful way of living. And when our commitment is honest, and we really mean it, God will give us his spirit when we ask Jesus. This indwelling of the spirit, when we receive that spirit, is when we are prepared. From this point forward, we wait for the return of Jesus. Those who have died in the past will raise from the dead and be given immortal, eternal bodies. That's documented in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 16 through 17. Those who are still alive when Jesus returns will be changed in an instant. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 52, and will be gathered by Jesus and angels to be sheltered and protected from the wrath of God, which is the day of the Lord. So only you can prepare yourself for this. No one else can do it for you. This is your decision and your destiny as a result of your preparedness. Will you be prepared or unprepared?